Welcome to a live preaching message from the Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, New York City. Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, is the Apache of the Kadesh Family Churches in North America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message.
acclamez, 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 acclamez. Hallelujah, hallelujah. What a place to be on a good Friday. I'm so excited to be here. I don't know about you, but I am very excited about here. I don't know how many of you were here last night, but last night, Jesus came to town and it was not easy. I said, Jesus came to town and it was not easy. Hallelujah. And that same chosen vessel is in our midst today. I am so privileged, I am so honored to introduce such powerful, such anointed, such chosen, selected, such polished minister, my father, your father, the anointed Reverend Dr. Charles Osei. Put your hands together for the Lord. Acclame, 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 acclame. Of Jesus the Nazarene. And I wonder how he could love thank you tonight. We thank you for the most important work done for us 
whereby you sent your only begotten son to die for my sin that instead of going to hell I was translated into the kingdom of heaven and father by the shedding of the one blood the precious blood of Jesus Christ my sins were washed away tonight we say we are grateful tonight we say we thank you because of Calvary we who were oppressed by the devil have been set free because of the Calvary the ordinances that were written against us have been reversed we thank you for Calvary Lord Jesus for the love you loved us it's a greater love has no man than this than a man who should lay down his life. Perchance you may die for a good man, but for a sinner like me, you went on Calvary. Tonight we are grateful. Tonight we say we are grateful. Lord, we thank you for salvation. Tonight, you said, it is better that I go. And that when I go, I will send you the comforter. And he shall lead you to all truth. He shall help you. And he shall teach you. Holy Spirit, this is your gathering. Teach us. Help us. Heal us. Confirm your word with signs and wonders tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Please take your seat. It's a Good Friday miracle service. I say it's a Good Friday miracle service. Hallelujah. Uh-huh. I was waiting for that voice. Hallelujah. Uh-huh. Amen. I was asking my wife, is she around? <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you expecting a miracle tonight? Listen, yesterday I, start, I started sharing, I gave some, you see, there's, there's something called foundation. Before, for any building, for you to build where you must lay a good foundation. Hallelujah. And yesterday, we talked about, see, Easter always reminds us of the sacrifice. Okay? And the power that is in sacrifice. Hallelujah. Look, sacrifice makes a difference. Though. Every religion, when they want to show power, they sacrifice. Hallelujah. So Easter shows us the power of sacrifice. Amen. And and also reveals to us the supernatural nature of Christianity. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the, the supernatural nature. That, 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 that Christianity is not a religion of the natural. So if you are a Christian and your life is natural, so that is why we studied the verse in John chapter 3. Show you that screen again because I want to give the foundational scriptures. I have three foundational scriptures. John chapter 3. I want you to understand it well. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that, that, that you are a teacher come from God. For no one can do the signs that you do Unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, 
most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Nicodemus said unto him, how can a man be born again when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? A legitimate question. Jesus answered, most assuredly, I said to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom. Hallelujah. So, that which is born of flesh is flesh. He was trying to explain to Nicodemus that flesh gives birth to flesh. And spirit give, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Hallelujah. Do not marvel. Now, don't be surprised that I said to you, you must be born again. Hallelujah. So I'm sure you can, you can say, what, what is this born again? Say, don't, don't, don't be surprised. If I tell you, you must be born again. Then he says this verse. Jesus Christ. Somehow out of context. He said, the wind blows where it wishes. And you hear the sound of it. But cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. The wind blows where it wishes. And you cannot tell whether the wind is going to go north, the wind is going to go south, whether the wind is going to go east. You can't tell. The wind blows. In other words, Jesus Christ said, the wind is not predictable. You can't tell. Are you hearing me? And until we, as, as we say, most of us have understood this, that the, the wind here refers to the Holy Spirit. Because we say oh, the Spirit is moving. Spirit is moving. God's ways are mysterious. Wondrous things to do. Holy, Holy Spirit is moving. Most of us thought that he, we, we interpreted the wind here. But you see, this is English language. Don't give it any, any exceptional meaning. Read the literature. Science students. Let's read the story. He says, So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Are you hearing me? This is saying that just as you cannot predict the wind, so it is that you cannot predict somebody who is born again. That's all. That's what he's saying. So, so this is saying that if you are born again, then your life must be unpredictable. Are you hearing me? It means that if you are born again, then you, you see your life must not be logical. Your, your life must be above logic. You must work in the supernatural. If your life is always predictable, I wonder whether you are born again. Christianity is a supernatural religion. That's what he was trying to say. Yeah. He says, so is everyone. What's, who is born of the spirit? It means if you are born of the spirit, your life should defy logic. It means if you are born of the spirit, when they give you this doctor's report, which says you should live this amount of years, your life will turn it the other way. Yeah. So is everyone born of the spirit. Are you hearing me? Yeah. It means so if you are born again, when they say that you don't have this paper, you can't get this job, you have to be the reverse. Your life must go beyond logic. Hallelujah. If your life can only be 
predicted biological, then you, I wonder whether you are born again. Jesus says, so is everyone who is born unpredictable. It means that you don't follow what is written down. When they look at you, they, when, when they look at you, so is everyone. It's, it's a, but based on your skin color, you should not get this job. But you are born again. It, it doesn't apply to you. I say it doesn't apply to you. I say it doesn't apply to you. So is everyone. Because based on your paper and your skin color, you should sit here. But they will say you are sitting here because you are born again. You can't predict me. Tell your neighbor you can't predict me. So is everyone. Born of the spirit. It means that based on your paycheck, you cannot go on a certain vacation. But they should sit right there. I said they will sit right there. I said they will sit right there. So is everyone. Based on your paycheck, you cannot come to Orlando. By the time you see you at Orlando in Disney World with your whole family, ah, you are playing golf in Orlando. So it's, are you hearing me? I said based on, I, I'm staying here, Beku. Stay here. Based, it's, 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 so is everyone. It's like based on the community college you went, you cannot get into a certain medical school. By the time they rise, you are going on the dean's list. So is everyone. So is everyone born of the Spirit. That's what Jesus is saying. So Jesus is explaining when you say born again is not a song. It's, not, it's a, a supernatural life. It must defy logic. So is everyone. So is everyone. It means that yes, when they are sung with the panel, they say when we check through the history, no African has become a director of this department. But they will look you and they will put you on top. So is everyone. Beyond logic. Beyond logic. I say beyond logic. I say beyond logic. I say beyond logic. Tell your neighbor, don't predict me. Supernatural. 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 Because so is everyone. As they did the CAT scan, they saw a lamp here and they said, okay, so in two weeks' time, come for a follow up mammogram, expected to increase. When you come, it has disappeared. They wonder where did it go? So is everyone. You can't predict me. You saw a tumor here. Then, logical conclusion the tumor must grow. But when I came, it was not there. Because I'm born again. I am born again. I am born again. I am born again. I'm preaching. Yeah. Son, I'm preaching. You see, we have to believe in miracles. Otherwise, your Christianity is useless. God is a spirit. Listen, are you with me? I tell you. Otherwise, it's useless. It's useless. You must believe in the super. Our life must be supernatural. We don't go. Hey, as, as they diagnose you, then they put the pathology report and they did the statistics and said, based on the prognosis, this is the X amount of years you are supposed to live. And by the time they realize you have doubled the years and you are walking around, and the doctor who diagnoses in wheelchair and you are walking. <laughs> so is everyone. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he's saying. Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? So, so I want to say that if you are born again, believe in the supernatural. And stop going by your mind and your logic. You must believe in miracles. I say you must believe in miracles. 
I say you must believe in miracles. Hallelujah. So is everyone. Born of the Spirit. Yeah. 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 They'll say, who's behind this big deal? They'll be expecting a Jewish man. By the time you your black face has shown up. <laughs> they are not expecting a black face. Yes, the time you see your black face has shown up. So is everyone. I say, so is everyone. I say, so is everyone. I say, so is everyone. Listen to me. Tonight, believe that if you are born again, you are expected to live a miraculous life. That's what you said. You see, this one, it was not said by John or Peter. Jesus was explaining what it means to be born again to Nicodemus. This is the first time we heard born again. And Nicodemus didn't understand it. So Jesus Christ was explaining to him. Now, when you say you are born again, it doesn't mean you are going to your mother's womb. It doesn't mean about you. Your spirit is born again. That's what he was saying. And because your spirit is born again, from that, your life is supposed to be supernatural. That's what it means. So this, so when we say we are born again, that's what we are talking about. It's not a song. It means that from today, my life is unpredictable. You can't put me in a box. You can't say I don't qualify. You can't say you can't put me in a box. You cannot look at my resume and say, I don't qualify for a year. My resume is only paper. There's something supernatural working. So, receive that miracle. I say, receive that miracle. I feel it. Receive that miracle. Receive it. Thank you. Supernatural. It should be supernatural. Yeah. That's what it is. Say so is everyone. Hallelujah. Look. If your life is only natural, then I can predict your end. Because what you are doing, other people have done, other people have, have done ahead of you. So you can actually tell where you are going to end. Statistically, I can prove where you are going to be. Statistically. Statistically. Yeah. Hallelujah. So that's the, that's the first scripture I want us to understand. Hallelujah. And of course, the second scripture is Second Chronicles twenty twenty. Second Chronicles twenty twenty. Yeah. Second Chronicles twenty twenty. Aman Chalak. You should know Aman Chalak. Second Chronicles. Brother, be quick, I need a fast person on the screen because I have a lot of scriptures today. Jesus has died, so the scriptures are plenty. <laughs> Hallelujah. Second Chronicles 2020. Okay. Are you there? And they rose early in the morning and went forth in the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God. Believe in the Lord your God. Believe in the Lord your God, which is why you are here. You are a Christian. You believe in the Lord your God. But that's not enough. That's not enough. Believe also in his prophets. Do you understand me? You believe also in his prophets so that you shall be prosper. Push forward. Hallelujah. So the first thing I want you to, to believe that if you are born again, you are supposed to live a supernatural life. And the agent for your change is the voice of the prophets. So you must believe in the voice of the prophets. Hallelujah. Yeah. 
By a prophet, he brought them out. And by a prophet, he established them. He says, believe in God, but believe in prophecy. That is why if a man of God come and say that, I see you crossing a certain edge, you have to shout and receive it. Amen. I said, receive it. Amen. That's a prophecy. Yeah. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Believe in prophecy. I didn't say understand prophecy. It's not meant for your understanding. It's meant for you to believe in. It's meant for what? Your believing. Just believe it. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. That is why today when the prophet declared at Independence Square that you cross 70 easily, I receive it. Amen. Everybody here, 70 will not be a problem for you. I said, 70 is not a problem for you. 70 is not a problem for you. I said, 70 is not a problem for you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I believe it. I believe it. As soon as I had the prophecy, I began to change my finances. Eventually, I'll be around for a while. <laughs> I'm not going out at all. 70 at least. Yeah. 70. You will attend your grandchildren's wedding. I say you will attend your grandchildren's wedding. When your grandchildren are getting married and you are sending them a gift, so grandpa said that this is your wedding gift, a house. A house. You will give your grandchildren cars for wedding gifts. Somebody say, I believe. Shout, I believe. Yes, this is the power. Oh, the voice of the prophet, Amman Chalak. Look, when he said that, say, I knew that I'm crossing 70 easily. I'm not going away now at all. To look at me and my wife say, We are crossing 70, honey. Yeah, honey, we are crossing 70. Easy. We are crossing 70. Easy. Hallelujah. And a third scripture. Wow. I'm giving the three foundations, then I'll, I'll, share, I'll share something short with you. The third scripture is Hebrews 13 8. So I'm giving the three foundations. Okay? The Hebrews 13 8. Hebrews. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today and forever. If he hasn't changed. It's like when you meet an old classmate, you say, hey, Charlie, you haven't changed, yo. <laughs> Sometimes they are lying, but you accept it. <laughs> Hallelujah. So if Jesus has no, so usually when they say you haven't changed, they will say, hey, Charlie, you haven't changed, yo. Then they will say something that you do that you are still doing. So Charlie, you haven't changed, yo. Look, you still love the same way. Do you understand? It's like you haven't changed because something that you used to do, you are still doing it. So if Jesus Christ will tell you, you haven't changed, yo. Hey, even the way you walk, you still haven't changed the way you walk. Because maybe you learned some work in secondary school, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> so you haven't changed, yo. 
That's what he will say. So when you say somebody is the same, so when the Bible says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, it means Jesus Christ hasn't changed. And therefore, the thing that he used to do, he's still doing them. I said the thing that he, he used to do, he is still... So, so based on these three foundational scriptures, yesterday we talked about when Jesus came to town. And he was really in town yesterday. <laughs> Hallelujah. Tonight, we are continuing. Tonight, is, 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 tonight, tonight's message is for, is for, the, for the lawyers, our students. The science students will struggle tonight's message. Because it's a legal message. Hallelujah. Yes, tonight I'm talking about the blotting out of ordinances. <laughs> this is a legal, it's a legal message. <laughs> the blotting out of ordinances. Hallelujah. Turn with me to Colossians chapter 2, verse 10. Colossians 2, 10. Hallelujah. Give me the King James. He says, King James says, he says, and ye are complete. Hallelujah. And ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. Say, I'm complete. You see, you see I'm talking about one of the, you see, I'm talking about supernatural religion. He said, you are complete in what? In him. In Christ, you are what? In Christ, you are what? I say, in Christ, you are what? Say, I'm complete. It doesn't matter whether you are married or not. You are still complete. You don't need a man to make you complete. In Christ, you are complete. I say in Christ, you are complete. I say in Christ, you are complete. Whatever you come from, your background doesn't matter. Once you are in Christ, you are complete. It's a finished job. Yeah. See, you are complete in him. There is no deficiency. Once you are in him, you are complete. Is somebody hearing me? Tell the person, I'm complete. I don't need you to make me complete. Because some of you maintain that if you are married, you make complete. If you don't take it, you take away from you. You watch and see. <laughs> Hallelujah. And you are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power, in whom also you are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands. In putting up of the body of sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. You don't understand all this. Our students. Buried with him in baptism. Where also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God. Who had raised him from the dead. And you being in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh. Had he quickened together with him. Have you forgiven you all your Passes. Are you here with me? Have you forgiven you all your trespasses? The, ne the next verse, 14. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. Nailing it to the cross. Nailing it. The ordinances, the decrees, the laws, which were contrary or against you, 
The things that the judgment they were against, he took it away and nailed it on the cross. The blotting away of ordinances. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Hallelujah. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says on Good Friday, today, one of the reasons why he was on the cross was that he brought out the ordinance written against you and nailed it to the cross. And after that, he made a public show of the principalities and powers. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Yeah. A covenant. See, and, 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 and I hope we can understand this tonight. A bit of theology in here. He, uh, the ordinance, the law, the decree. What is an ordinance, my dear lawyer? Let me, huh? What is an ordinance? Thank you. Oh, because you don't go to proper school. Listen to a good. <laughs> hey, give me a microphone. <laughs> hey, give me a microphone. Speak the English. Let's that. Uh, speak the ordinance. What's an ordinance? A piece of legislation enacted by a municipal authority or governmental authority. A piece of what? Legislation. Legislation. We don't. What is legislation? Law. Law. A law enacted by enacted. So it means that it's, it's, it means it's a decree. And if you break it, what happens to you? There's a penalty. Like there's ordinance, ordinance uh, city code 421 section B. It means don't leave your garbage out. <laughs> because because I went to court yesterday, Tuesday. I went to court on Tuesday. And the fine against me was that my garbage was out. <laughs> and, I, uh, <laughs> and because my garbage was out on a day that is not supposed to be out, I was fined. There was an ordinance. So when I went to the court, he stood up. As soon as I got the magistrate walking. Your honor, then they begin to read. So, uh, get to, according to section, uh, 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 this is something, section 431, section B, um, garbage, uh, garbage disposal was not removed. You're fine. That's it. Legal. The only way I can challenge that thing is that if I can prove that my garbage was not there, but the garbage was there. <laughs> <laughs> not there. But so long as the garbage was there, I was I, I have no cause but to pay the fine. So the Bible said when Christ came, the laws that were written against you, the charges that were written against you, he took them and nailed them to the cross. Even though you are guilty. 
if the evidence was evidence that you were guilty, I mean, if Christ was a die for my garbage, I would not pay the fine. <laughs> he nailed it to the cross. He said, I'm about to teach. Listen. See, this is what makes Calvary. Now listen to this one. This is what makes Calvary or the blood of Jesus superior to the old covenant. I'm preaching. This is what put Christ die on the on death on the cross above the old covenant. Because there was an old covenant. Hallelujah. There was an old covenant. Yeah. When you read Hebrews, there was an old one. There was an old one. Let me show you. There was an old one in Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 8. Yeah. Hebrews chapter 8. Now, of the things spoken of. Now, go to verse 8. Sorry, because I have a lot of verses. For finding fault. For finding fault with them. He's talking about the old one. He said, Behold, the days come, said the Lord, when I will make a new covenant. Because the old one promised. What was the old covenant? The old covenant, the Bible said the high priest, that's from verse 1. Every year he has to go and cut bulls and sheep and things for the atonement, first of all, for his sins. Don't think that the high priest doesn't have sin. <laughs> that's what the Bible says. He said the first person, he, he prayed for himself. So those of you who think that pastors are, pastors don't have certain thoughts, you are joking. They pray for themselves first. <laughs> oh, remember that he's so holy. Hey, you don't know what is going on in his head. <laughs> He prayed for himself first. Then after he had prayed for himself, then he prayed for the sins of the others. And the Bible said with bulls, the blood of bulls and goats. And this he has to do every year. Annually. Every year. Every year. Serena, every year. You can't miss it. Every year. So God said this. So you see, and it was faulty. Hallelujah. So God said, I had to make a new one. Amen. Hallelujah. So in Hebrews 12, 24. Hebrews 12, 24. He said that, and to Jesus Christ, and to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the spring, blood of sprinkling, that speaketh better things than that of Abel. So instead of killing bulls every day to pay for your sins and my sins, which is violation of the ordinance, he did one for, once and for all. A better covenant. A better covenant. A better covenant. A better covenant. By hanging on the cross. Now, let's look, at, let's look at the Old Covenant. Bible history a little bit. The Old Covenant was, you see, God, the old co- God originated the Old Covenant, the, or the, co- the contract, or the covenant. Okay? The contract, or the covenant, the Old Covenant. He signed with Abraham. It was with Abraham. Abraham was the one that God signed the, co- he signed the covenant with Abraham. Okay? That's why the covenant said that, in blessing I will bless you. In Hebrews, 
it's all the nation. But how did he even, that's why they, he circumcised, say, circumcised to shed blood, circumcised as a symbol. That's why when we started in Colossians, he said circumcision, but go back to Colossians. You have to be quick. Colossians 2. Brother, Colossians 2, 10. When we started, 2, 10. And ye are completed him, which is the head of all principality and power. Verse 11. In whom also ye are circumcised with circumcision made without hands. Because the original circumcision, Abraham was made with hands. So he's talking about the covenant. What God had... Backtrack again. Okay, stay here. I want to see. Made without hands. In putting up the body, see, in putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Are you getting it? So the original circumcision, which is the, the God said, God said, look, I'm going to have a contract with Abraham. You'll be, I'll be your God, and you'll be my people. And a sign, you see, the covenant. You see, it's like, a, it's, it's like, it's like a ring. You are my wife, so we exchange ring. So this ring, that's why we call it a, a marriage covenant. And the ring is a symbol. That is why if you are married, you should not remove your ring and put it in your pocket. It's a violation of a covenant. Don't come and tell, hey, see, it's a violation of a covenant. Why is that you are a married man? But when you get out of the house, you take your wedding ring and it's in your pocket. It's a violation. Because the ring is supposed to be the covenant, the sign that we are married. So that when you go to town, and when you think, everybody says you are married, but why are you hiding it? I'm preaching. I used to have, I'm helping them, I'm saying I'm helping them. I used to have, I used to have one of our colleagues. He was married though. Married with grown children, not even young children. Mature children. And he was doing residency. And he was trying to hit on the, the clerk in the department. And he was telling the clerk that he was, he's not married. Because I've noticed that he has taken off his ring. So one day, the clerk told me, Charles, I won't mention his name. You know, he's, he seems to be very interested in me. And he says he's not married. I say, he says he's not married. Albandi, he's married with children. <laughs> Grown-up children. So I met him in the hallway. I said, ah, so-so-so, where's your ring? He said, oh, because in, in our rotation, you have to go and do deliveries. He said, oh, because he has to go and scrap. He has, he takes, that's why he doesn't wear his ring. I said, even the surgeon, they come with their, they tie Even the surgeon is going to do operation. They put it on their necklace. You are the ones who are going to assist. You are taking your ring is at home. Please. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Even the surgeon who is coming to operate. What they, you see the rings in there? Either on their neck or on, on their ID card. You see it all the time. You are the one coming to assist. Your ring, your ring has been at home for the past three months. <laughs> hey. Violating of the ordinance. Hallelujah. So, the old covenant, God told Abraham, now listen to me, this is the deal. This is the deal. I'm going to be your God. 
and you are going to be my people. And let's sign an agreement. Let this cutting of the foreskin be the covenant. So Paul is saying that when Christ came, he did another circumcision for us, not with the cutting of the foreskin. Are you hearing me? Oh, listen to me carefully. Hallelujah. Now, what was the background of the old covenant? You have to understand it. It was with Abraham. When was the sign? Genesis chapter 12. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Genesis 12. Now, the Lord has said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, and unto a land that I will show thee. Get thee where? Get thee from where? I can't hear you. Get thee out of where? You know, please listen to me carefully. God told Abraham, come out from your family. Abraham, come out. I cannot sign the contract with you if you are in your family. Get thee. Now, do you think Abraham had a good family? If you had a good job, can I entice you to leave and come to a new job? So let's look at Abraham's background. Are you hearing me? Get the out of thy kindred. Who are the kindred? Go back. Go back. You see, I want you to understand about the ordinance when he nailed decrees. Tonight's a very spiritual meeting. You see, the Bible says he, the verse again, ordinance. You see, he nailed the ordinance or the decree to the cross. It means that there were laws that are operating. Are you hearing me? That it took only the cross to cancel. Now let's look at Abraham. Abraham. Where was Abraham from? Go back to, we're in Genesis chapter 12, right? Let's go to chapter 11. Genesis 11. Yeah. 11. Somewhere, towards the end. Towards the end, towards the end. Like from 20. Because I want to give you the background of Abraham. Before that, before that. Watch this. So, some Bible lesson, chapter 30. No, no, 30, 30. You are going too far back. Tara. Abraham's father was Mr. Tara. No, 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 no. Go back again. 27, maybe 27. The beginning of when Abraham was born. Good. Now, these are the generations of Tara. Abraham said, oh, Mr. Tara. Tara begat Abram, Nahor, and Haran. And Haran begat Lot. Tara begat what? Abraham, Nahor, and, Ta- and what? And Haran. And Haran gave back to who? Very good. Next verse. And Haran died before his father in the land of his nativity, in the awe of the Chaldees. And Haran died. Okay. Abraham's family. 
You think your family is messed up? Abraham's family, you think your family is messed up? Decrease! Family problems! Go back to uh, before 26. I just want to show you the, 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 ordinary, the decrease that were, were established in the Yeah. And Terah lived 70 years and begat Abram, Nahor, and Haran. Abram was his firstborn. And he gave birth to his firstborn at the age of 70. Mr. Terah. Watch this. I'm talking about ordinances. Decrease. And after that, Abraham also had a problem with giving. Abraham's wife also had infertility. From Abraham's wife had infertility. Sarah was old, almost 90. And Abraham gave birth to who? Abraham gave birth to who? What? Isaac had a problem with childbirth. Rebecca was barren. Generational thing I'm talking about. Ordinances and decrease. And Isaac, Isaac married uh, who? Rebe- uh, Rebecca, who was barren. And Rebecca gave birth to who? Jacob and Esau. And the one that he loved was who? Jacob. And who did Jacob marry? Rachel, yes. Because the one that he really was, was Rachel, not Leah, and Rachel was barren. So there is a generational problem of barrenness in the family running from Mr. Taho. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm, I'm teaching. It's Good Friday. Let's relax. I'm talking about ordinances. That is why tonight some things are going to be nailed to the cross. I said some things are going to be nailed to the cross. Yes. This is number one, number one problem in the family. Number two. Abraham's family. He gave birth to Abraham, Nahor, Tara. No, Tara gave birth to Abraham, Nahor, and Haran. And Haran died as a child. And his father first to bury him. You will never have to bury your child. I say you will never have to bury your child. I say you will never have to bury your child. It wasn't. So, there are three of them. Haran dies. Naho dies, or one of them died. Who died? Naho, whatever it is. No, no, who died? And Haran died. Uh-huh. And who gave birth to Lot? Yeah. Then Abraham began Nahor and Haran. And Haran begat Lot. And Haran died. Lot. Alcoholic. Lot was alcoholic. You didn't know? You know he was alcoholic? When your daughters can give you drink to drink so they can rape you, aren't you an alcoholic? They knew the father like alcohol. Why do you think the godfathers gave the daughters gave birth their father a 
and Moab, the arch enemies of the Jews. Church, are you hearing me? As are you hearing me? So you are coming from a family where your brother died as young, your other fa- f- brother is an alcoholic. So you see that, so the only, so you see what God said, come out. Come out. Because you cannot flourish in this environment. There are certain ordinances and decrees you need to come out. Tonight you are coming out. I say you are coming out. I say you are coming out. So I'm talking about infertility running in the family, early death and alcoholism, but the, the one that is even shocking, yeah, in that family, I'm sure in the Bible, was if you were born in Abraham's family as a firstborn, you are done for. It was the family that the firstborn never did well. Teaching. Ordinances and decrees. If you were born as a firstborn in that family, we are done for. Yeah. That is why. And Abraham was the first. That's why God had to pull him out. That's why God has to especially pull him out. But even that, when he pulled him out, the principalities were still operating. Let's go through the genealogy. Abraham gave birth to who? His firstborn was not Isaac. Who was the firstborn? Who got inheritance? Who was the firstborn? Who got inheritance? Who did Isaac give birth to? Who was the firstborn? Who got inheritance? <laughs> I'm working it. Jacob! Jacob gave birth to boys. His first son was who? Who was his first son? Who was his first son? Reuben, unstable as water, thou shalt not excel. The first boys in that family had a problem. There was an ordinance, a decree. If you are born in this family as a firstborn, you are done for. Because some ancient things have been done. Before grandfather terror was around. That is why he has to nail it to the cross for you and I. Boy, you are done for. You don't do well. Abraham's family. Yeah. So, it was Reuben, useless. So, that thing, it has to move down. So, eventually, but see, God had told Abraham, in, uh, in you shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. So, the blessing must still come on. The blessing must still come on. So, eventually, Judah picked up. Judah was not the first one. Judah picked up the, 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 the genealogy. And when Judah picked up the genealogy, you see, God has said that the blessing is coming from this line. What did, Julius, what did Judah's student do? Judah's, first of all, their wives died. And then they married. And then the other, this guy, Onan, was supposed to produce seed. Onan was so wicked that when she, gets, when she sleeps with the woman, she spills the seed because the seed must not come. Onanism. Yeah. Are you hearing me? Because God has said the blessing must come through the Abraham's line. 
Judah picks up the mantle. Problems with Judah. Their children marry, they die. They might they die. Now here, Judah's sons now are all dead. Now Judah's daughter-in-law, Tamar, thank you very much. Tamar. Now say that, look, my husbands are dead. And I don't know when I'm going to have another child. So Tamar now pretends to be a harlot. It's not as you. You think your family is wild? Check Abraham's genealogy. So Tamar now picks up the whole thing. Pretends that he, she's a harlot. And go and sleep with her father-in-law. Judah! Wickedness. Hmm. Someone, are you hearing me? I said, are you hearing me? Yeah. Let's look at that. Let's pick up that story. Genesis 38. 38. Genesis 38. No. So let's go to. This is the whole story. When you go, we can go and read. Let's jump down to um, verse number 28. So, Tamar now goes to sleep with his father in law. And now Tamar is pregnant. I'm talking about, you see, I'm trying to show you something. And, also, and it came to pass when she traveled that the one put out his hand. Okay? Put out his hand. But, uh, put out, uh, the one put out his hand. And the midwife, the one put out his hand, and the midwife took and bound upon his hand a scarlet thread, saying, This came out first. There were twins. Okay? And then when he was in labor, the first baby came with a hand. And the midwife used a, 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 a scarlet, like a piece of cloth, to mark this one as the first one. But since there is a case in the family that the first one can never succeed, what happened? It came to pass, as he drew back his hand, that his, behold, his brother came out and said, Has thou broken forth this breach? And upon thee, therefore came, uh, 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 this bridge upon thee, and therefore his name was called Fares. You see, there was a, a, a decree that once you are the firstborn in this family, you will not receive the inheritance. So even in the womb, when the guy tried to claim for us, they said he was pulled back and the second one came. Ordinances. It's like firstborn, no, 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 no. no. Because are you hearing me? Because legally, by their tradition, the inheritance must go to the firstborn. But since there's a case on the firstborn, even when you try to become first in the womb, you are pulled back. <laughs> Where are you going? The things are so deep, it goes into the womb. Even in the womb, they are working it from there. <laughs> yeah, this is deep. Hey, brother, come back. Don't you know that here firstborns don't do well? So he was pulled back. Then the second born came. Who was Fares? Fares. Fares. Or Perez. Yes, but Adam actually calls him Perez. And through Perez was Ruth born in the Go to Matthew chapter 1. The genealogy of Jesus Christ. 
Matthew chapter 1. The book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham begat Isaac. And Isaac begat Jacob. And Jacob begat, begat Judah. You see, they are all the first ones. But the line is running through them. The first ones were thrown aside. And Judah begat Phares. And Zara. The other twin was called Zara. It was Phares and Zara. Zara was the one who came first. But because there is an ordinance, ancient tribute, that this house, you will never build a house. Come back. It's not you. Come back. So they put Zara back. And uh, first, and Zara of Tamar, the mother of Tamar, the one who played the harlot. And Phares, not Zara, and Phares begat Eshram. And Eshram begat Aram. And Aram behind, I, I mean Adam. So, so the thing still, it, it's like firstborn cannot flourish here. Hallelujah. Yeah. Ordinances and decrees. Passed already. Yeah. Hallelujah. So God had already promised Abraham. That in you shall the nations of the earth be blessed. Amen. Is somebody hearing me? I see somebody hearing me. Yeah. So the covenant continued with a shedding of sheep and bulls and goats. But that still could not re- re- that still could not take away some of the ancient decrees. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to tell you. That is what even though, even though there was a blessing, the ancient decrees, the ordinances were still running until Christ came. That's why he said that if the old was good, why should the new be there? Hallelujah. So when we go back to Colossians, our verse again, he says. No, the, the, verse 14. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us. So I'm trying to show that there was an ordinance, just there was something against Abraham's family. Blotting it out. So but when Christ came, he brought out the ordinance that was handwritten against us. Which is contrary to us. May every decree against you be reversed. May every ordinance in your family be reversed. He said, and took and took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. That's why he said, that's why Hebrews say that he's a mediator of a better covenant. Because the blood of bulls and goats. Cannot nail certain things to the, cannot eliminate certain things. They are too deep for bulls and goats. Some family problems, some the, the ordinances are too deep. You, you can't eliminate it with sheep and ducks. By the blood of Jesus, He nailed it to the cross. May every hand written out against you be. I will reverse it in the name of Jesus. On this Good Friday, you are walking in a new covenant. That's why, that's why I'm going to have communion. You see, oh man, I love it. You see, that is why, that is, you see, that is why on communion, 
Jesus Christ, when he said, this is my blood of the new covenant. The one that nails any handwritten ordinance against you to the cross. This is it. Yes. Do you hear me? Yeah. Because the blood of bulls and goats could not nail those things at all. In spite of everything that blessings of Abraham, it ran in their family. Hallelujah. Nailing to the cross. So, back to the legal term again. Back to the legal term again. An ordinance is a, a piece of legislation enacted by the municipality or whatever it is. The violation of which you are either go to jail or they say fine, you can't escape. Verse 15. And having spoiled principalities and powers, and having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them. Hey, church, he took the ordinance, nailed it to the cross, and then he made a show of the principalities and powers. Now, somebody asked me, what, that, why, what does that mean? This is where you have to catch this one. Listen. Principalities, and, you see, in New York City, there, is, there are traffic laws. No parking. There is no parking sign here. It's an ordinance. I'm sure when you go and read there, you'll see, you'll see the ordinance there. Will, will it be there? If you like, when you go and see, at the bottom, you'll write something, 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 something there. Next time you see the notebook, you read at the bottom of it. You try it. Yeah. So, in New York City, there are ordinances where to park and where not to park. And even though nobody is standing there watching you, when you go and park there, (laughs) I hear me. One second, by the time you see somebody in a car, and then stack. Stack it on your listening. That's it. Who is that somebody? That person is the enforcer of the ordinance. That person is the enforcer of the ordinance. The Bible says, and, and so he, he said, this is said that he made, uh, he nailed the orders to the cross and make a publish of principalities and powers. So what are principalities and powers? They are spirits that enforces Satan's agenda over your life. They are enforcer of satanic listen because of a certain case in your life. So there is a decree, and they make sure that they enforce it. I'm teaching you. Yeah, I can do law. <laughs> I'm married to a lawyer, so I know law, law by default. <laughs> yeah, are you hearing me? So demons and principalities are. So when we talk about principalities and demons, we are talking about agents who enforce Satan's law. So, so it means that Jesus Christ, let's say we use New York traffic as an example. Jesus Christ comes, he comes, he comes and re- he cancels the decrees, and then he sack all the law and for the, he sack 
called the whole police department. He removed everybody. So even if you violate the law, there's nobody to enforce it. <laughs> you violate the law, there is nobody to enforce it. <laughs> he made a public show. I said he made a public show. I said he made a public show. He said, he said, listen to me, from today this law is ineffective. This decree has been cancelled. You are free. The case is gone. My blood nailed it to the cross. You are free. There are no more satanic ticket agents to give you any tickets. He made a public show. He sacked all the traffic officers. Yep. No. He removed the force. He removed their power to enforce. What I say in the message? Oh, uh, all sins forgiven. The slip, the slate wiped clean. The old. Arrest warrant. Wow, I like this one. The slate was wiped clean. The old arrest warrant cancelled and nailed to the cross. Arrest warrant. warrant. Wow, the slate was wiped clean. The old arrest warrant cancelled and nailed to the cross. There was an arrest warrant upon your life. But today, by Calvary, by Calvary, it has been cancelled. It has been cancelled. It has been cancelled. Let me tell you something. I have so I know some pocket law. When the charges have been dropped, you can talk nonsense. <laughs> if I remember, I, 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 if I did some case for me, and the charges were dropped, the, 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 the other issue that I did for me, I'm talking about this Tuesday. But before the charges were dropped, I was going, to, I was told to go and post bail, so I had to go and post bail. Do you know that bail I want to post? I want to put a post, but otherwise they will catch me. There was an arrest warrant upon my life. Arrest warrant because some, some, some stupid traffic something, or garbage something. This same garbage problem. <laughs> but you see, I had paid it already. They didn't, so, so after I went to post bail, I paid it already. So when they dropped the, listen, the charges, that was about two years ago. I didn't have time to go. You were supposed to give me my money. But I didn't have time to go. So this Tuesday, I went to court for another case. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's all, it's all uh, uh, disposal, tenants' problems. You, you be a landlord. You are, may you be a landlord. <laughs> so, when I went and the case was dismissed, I went back to the lady. I said, I want my money. <laughs> Two years ago, he said, Well, it's a long case. I said, I'm not moving today till to tomorrow. Search your computer. <laughs> I stood there. Look at me. They went back and pulled all the charges and paid me back my money because the ordinance was cancelled. <laughs> yeah. Now to the cross. Hallelujah. Yeah. He made a public show. He made a public show. This is Easter. So that 
any handwritten ordinance against you, which you were legally obliged to, he came and canceled it and nailed it to the cross by his blood. By, this, is, this is the power of the blood. This is communion. This is communion. This is the power of the blood. So tonight, we are ending. As we partake of the communion, it represents the cancellation. It represents, I say it represents the cancellation of every ordinance. I don't care what ordinance Satan has written in your family. That nobody in the family can get married. It's cancelled. Nobody can finish college. It's cancelled. Nobody, nobody should live beyond 55. It's cancelled. Nobody should have a certain degree. It's cancelled. The ordinances are cancelled. And we have the receipt. Because I, I, I didn't finish that. When I told the lady that, look, pay me two years ago. He said, well, I can't find it. I do have proof. But you should give me the receipt. So I pulled the receipt. I can keep receipts. Don't, don't joke with me. Two years. I pulled the receipt and showed that madam. Here. See the money. Right now. Once I showed her the receipt, she has no, he has no, uh, no right to say he has to pay me because I have proof. Tonight, as you pay the communion, you are showing the devil a receipt, a proof, a receipt, a proof that listen to me, this child has been cancelled. This ordinance has been removed. I say it has been removed. It has been removed. I am no longer guilty. Sometimes, sometimes demons try to be sly. Because this lady was trying to be sly with me. You know, demons try to be sly like, and you know, play games with your mind. You don't qualify. You don't do this. You know, she was trying to play games with me. Did you pay? I said, I paid. Check your computer. Well, we can't go back two years. I said, this is, this is the proof. Evidence. And once I showed her the evidence, she knew that even these two days, she has to look for the thing and pay me. And I said, I was not moving an inch until you give me all my money. Because my afternoon, I was supposed to be at a clinic. I've already wasted my clinic days. You must not pay me. <laughs> yes, somebody got to pay. I see you collecting everything that the enemy has stolen. Anything that said you are getting it back. I said you are getting it back. You are showing the blood. This is the receipt. This is the receipt. This is the receipt. And therefore, every ordinance is nailed to the cross. I didn't say I'm not guilty. Yes, I was guilty, but it is cancelled. We are nailing it to the cross. I said we are nailing it to the cross. The blood of bulls and goats could not cancel it in Abraham's family, but the blood of Jesus cancelled it in our family. Yeah. Yeah. The ordinance. The slate wiped clean. The old arrest warrant cancelled and nailed to the cross. Listen to me, my brothers. Any decree. I'm talking about the supernatural. Any decree, any ordinance that has been violated way before even you came around. Tonight you have the evidence. I say you have the evidence. I say you have the evidence. I say you have the evidence. We are showing the devil that it has been nailed to the cross. Charges are dropped.
and some of you, and some of you, I believe this God just gave me this testimony. And some of you, you are like me. The devil owes you. We're going to collect it back. <laughs> I said, some of you, he owes you, and you are collecting it back. Some of you, he owes you your health, you are collecting it back. Some of you, he owes you your peace of mind, you are taking it back. Some of you, he owes you a good job, you are going to say, bring it back, bring it back. I have the receipt. I believe God gave me this window for tonight's message that you are going to take it back. Some of you are going to tell Satan, Satan, you owed me. You owed me. You owed me my child. You owed me my job. You owed me my help. This is the receipt. I am not moving until you pay me back. Tonight, he nailed it to the cross. We are going to take communion. And I decree and I declare that, the, that any child against you is dropped in the name of Jesus. And those of you who he owes, you are collecting your money back. Stand up to your feet and let's close. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. With every head bowed. Before we come for communion, I just want to give you an opportunity to give your life to Christ. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank God. Thank God for salvation. If you are born again, remember that it was nailed to the cross. Yay, the ordinances of handwriting was blotted away. So tonight, tonight, this is a good Friday service. Why good? It was good because you were supposed to go to hell. And somebody said, that's why it's a good Friday. It's a good Friday. It's a good Friday. That's why God came to die for you and I. That's why I pray that, thank God, I should have been in hell, but you saved me. And just as he saved me, he will save you. Amen. So with every eye closed, tonight, room at the cross. With every eye closed, and every head bowed. You are here, you are not born again. The blood of Jesus saves. The blood of Jesus saves. The blood of Jesus saves, saves. The blood of bulls and goats cannot save. The blood of Jesus saves. He, God sent his son to die on the cross. That is why we call it Good Friday. Even though Jesus died, it is good for you and I. Even though Jesus it was good for an eye. Yeah. Because by his death on the cross, by his death on the cross, you and I were saved from going to hell. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Kalima Sundoria Baba. There is room. There is room. There is room. There is room at the cross. So please, for a short time, you are not born again. With every eye closed and every head bowed. With every eye closed and every head bowed. You want to give your life to Jesus Christ. Please lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. I want to make sure. Because if you're not born again, you cannot take communion. You see, the reason why I do this is that if you are not born again, you cannot take communion. So whether you are young or old, I just want to make sure that you are born again. Otherwise, don't come for communion. It's dangerous. Make sure you are born again. So if you are not born again,
Please lift up your hand. You came by yourself or somebody invited you. I just want to make sure. It's only by being born again that you qualify for communion. Father, we thank you for tonight. Thank you for this Good Friday service. Thank you for the blood of Jesus that saved us. Thank you that the arrest warrant has been cancelled. Nail to the cross. In Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. What is it? Whatever. I want you to believe in the supernatural. That you are actually moving to another level. Amen. Hallelujah. As for breast cancer, I arrested that disease a long time ago. I arrested a long time ago. I decreed and declared that, that when I walked in this country, I said that any woman who walks within the four corners of this world will never have breast cancer. I decreed and declared. Hallelujah. I think it would be nice for us to receive the prophecy from our prophets. Are you ready to hear the prophet? Before we go, let it go. Increase the volume for us so we can hear. Guys, guys. Surely, surely, he shall deliver me. He shall deliver me. He shall deliver me. He shall deliver me. From the noisome pestilence. From the noisome pestilence. He shall cover me. He shall cover me. With his feathers. With his feathers. Lift your right hand and say, I will not be afraid. I will not be afraid. I refuse to be afraid. I refuse to be afraid. Of the terror by night. Of terror by night. In the name of Jesus. A thousand shall fall by my side. A thousand shall fall by my side. But it shall not come nigh me. But it shall not come nigh me. No evil shall befall me. No evil shall befall me. Three times. No evil shall befall me. One more time. No evil shall befall me. No evil shall befall me. No evil shall befall me. In the name of Jesus. In the name of He shall give his angels charge over me. Say it. He shall give his angels charge over me. They shall bear me up. 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 Because I have set my love on him. Because I have set my love on him. He will deliver me. He will set me on high. He set me on high. Because I know his name. Because I know his name. Lift your hands and say, I will call on him. I will call on him. And he will answer me. He will answer me. He will deliver me. He will deliver me. And honor me. From my enemies. With long life. With long life. Hey, I didn't hear that one. I said, with long life. With long life. With long life, he will satisfy me. He will satisfy I me. I will be satisfied. I will be satisfied. With long life. With long life. And he will show me. And he will show me his salvation. His salvation. I prophesy. You are crossing seventy years with Amen. Peace. Did you hear that? I said you are crossing seventy easily. Easily. I said it. Easily. Amen. 
in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Now everybody lift your hand and God bless you. Wow. That's it. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, you are crossing seven. Tell the person, I'll be at your 70th birthday party. <laughs> Say, I am coming to your 70th birthday party. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you blessed? I said, are you blessed? Wow. Let's share the grace. Jesus Christ. The love of God. The communion, the fellowship, the contribution, the participation, the Holy Ghost, and the 10,000 souls. Be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Listen, listen, listen. Shh. I left this for last. The one who prophesied, the one who spoke, he is coming to United States of America. In two weeks, in two weeks, he will be in Orlando, Florida. I don't see why he don't want to be there. I said, I don't know why you want to be there. Tell him about, I'll see you in Orlando. We hope that you've been blessed. Come join us for any of our services. Contact us on lci.newyork at gmail.com and visit us on the web at www.lcimanhattan.com.